What's up? It's episode three of the Wedding Crashers podcast, and if you've made it this far, we must be doing something right. <laughs> yeah, I would hope. It didn't annoy you too badly the first yeah. couple times. Yeah, it's Jennifer Wilson here and, and Charla Story, and today we're digging into some bride wars, yes. you guys. Yes, we are. As if you didn't already read it on the caption of the episode, <laughs> we're telling you just to make sure you can read. Yep. And uh, I chose Bride Wars um, because of a conversation Jennifer and I were having, and I felt like mm-hmm. it was a super relative thing. Relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, relevant, relative. Oh, both it's of all relative. work. Yeah, it works. Both of the things work. So before we dive in, you know that you know that you know that we got to have our 30-second cliff notes. Yep. Jennifer totally sucked it up last time. Sure. <laughs> My first tip so, was <clears throat> preposterous. <laughs> It just proved my passion for Father of the Bride, though. Yeah. I mean, or how fast she can talk, because if you go back and listen, it was impressive. (laughs) I can't talk. It's like, is she going to breathe? She might pass out. I don't think I did breathe. I have very big lung capacity. (laughs) And I can talk fast, so that's saying a lot. (laughs) So uh, we're going to give her 30 seconds to give us a quick rundown of what Bride Wars the movie is all about. So here we go. Time. So you have Liv and Emma, and they've been really good friends since they were really little. And when they were little, they would dream about their wedding, and they had this box that they put all of their like wedding hopes and dreams into. Flash forward to like mid-20s. They live in New York City. They've both fallen in love. They get engaged around the same time as each other, and they think it's a good idea to go see a planner together. Um, they both want to get married at the plaza. That's the dream. So they like, how many dates do you have? Is anything available? She says that they do, and they're like, perfect. Turns out the only date available is the same date, and they have to be married on the same day and a war ensues. <laughs> the movie. Oh! oh! I was off by a second. <laughs> I, I knew you could feel it coming and you were talking faster. That was so much better, though. You did good. That was not an atrocity. So, in case it got so fast that you felt like that was borderline another language, I understand. That being said, <laughs> um, I cannot, for a second, like, even just 30 seconds of hearing your best friend and you want to get married at the same place at the same time and you're both engaged at the same time. That is horrifying. Um, that's a lot. It's horrifying. <laughs> Just being engaged at the same time horrifying. as your best friend would be hard. Mm-hmm. But then to want to use the same venue, I feel like, okay. And then for it to be the same day, mm-hmm. like, that is... It's a disaster. I really hope they didn't create this movie based off of, like, something they ever You heard. know they did. I mean, no, I, had, I had a friend who had to get married at the same venue as her friend, and it was not good. I think I know this friend, and we had a chat, and it was not good. It and did not it, turn out good. It's, this is, these are, these are the days of our lives. <laughs> being a bride is a lot. It is. And I feel like there's this joke about being a bride being a lot, but we don't really ever actually talk about people who are about to get engaged, like... You're about to walk through a really hard season. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't talk about it. It's fun, it's, but it's fun, hard. But it's also hard. It's a lot. So, yeah. It's I mean, a growing time. And we're not saying whether they lost their friendship or not. Hopefully, you've seen this one. It's been around. But spoiler alerts are all through this. If you don't want to hear what happened, you should probably turn this podcast off. Yeah. Which would be really lame of you, but you have that right. Or you could just listen and then, of course, get you a San Pellegrino, a champagne or espresso and sit yes. down and watch it. That being said... Um, Here's my thing. Your best friends, so they're little girls, their moms take them to tea time at the plaza, and they see a their dream. first wedding, and yes. it's a dream. And they both decide and vow that they both want to get have June weddings at the plaza. So if you both knew that, why was it such a surprise? Is, is like The thing that constantly goes through my head is like, duh, you're both going to have June weddings at the plaza. Yeah. So... You know, ultimately, Did what they happens? They both want June or just weddings at the plaza. They both want June weddings at the plaza. Oh, like literally. Also, and like it's hot as balls. Like, can we just well, talk about in New summer York. weddings? But it's, it's still, still hot. I have to say, some of the hottest I've ever been is actually. Yes, it's the, just concrete it everywhere. Just gets trapped. And they definitely don't have Texas powered air conditioners. No, they don't. <laughs> so here's here's yeah, some some of the things. First of all. <laughs> Guys, she just leaves. For those of you that are not aware, Chris Pratt is in this movie. (laughs) She she was watching it. She texts me. She goes, "Oh, it's itty bitty squishy Chris Pratt." (laughs) Um, Nobody here likes him. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) She's blushing. I think I think Charlotte likes. So me and my husband both have a crush on Chris Pratt, and actually, I think so does my son. And I I fell in love with Chris on Parks and Rec. Who didn't we all? The chubby idiot. I love me a chubby idiot. And then he just decided to stop drinking beer. And And then he got super ripped, and then it went from, like, love to, like, who dis? (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, 
I love my husband. Chris Pratt's on my list. He knows it. I think he's on his list, especially after the buffness. So, so I was very surprised. She loves her some Chrissy Poo. Yeah. So my notes are like literally Plaza and June, Chris Pratt. Oh my God. And Chris Pratt <laughs> is in twice the size of font. <laughs> so, okay. So they are here. So let's talk quickly about their proposals. Cause yes. that was one of the things that I thought was very interesting. Yes. Agreed. So, um, <laughs> well, Kate Hudson, mm-hmm. she's hoping that it's coming soon. Right. So, so they're digging through, they're like going through the closet just yeah, looking, would, for, looking yeah. for something. Looking no, for clothes. They're sharing clothes. Yeah, they're not doing anything crazy. And a Tiffany's box falls out. Falls out. And they both start freaking out. My first thought was, how freaking exciting would it be? I'm at your house. We're going, we're playing dress up. Let's, yeah. be, let's be honest. And a Tiffany's ring falls out. Yeah. I'm freaking out for you. Yeah. And my favorite thing is that Liz, Kate Hudson, is going to open the box and Emma, and Emma says no. Like pins her on the couch and literally loses her mind is the only way she can get yeah. this and stuff. She's like, Stop it right now. like, she's like, don't ruin this. And I'm that's that's a true friend because yeah, she's like, agreed. look, you know it's happening. Don't take he. Let she says she literally says he should get to see your face the first time you see the ring. Agreed. So that was like super cute. Well, and Liv needs that in her life, big time. Yeah, big time. Yeah. But she basically chases him down in his office yeah. and is like, propose to me. Well, here's why, though. Because Emma goes home, Chris uh-huh. Pratt, whatever his name is in the movie. Um, <laughs> he has the fortune cookie made. He does the fortune cookie, which I think is also really amazing and beautiful because yeah. it's this very intimate, very real, very about us unique moment. Something they do a lot is yeah. have take, like, yeah. eat in Chinese food. And he said, if this is what we do when I'm 50, then that's enough that's for me. That's enough for me. And that was such a beautiful moment. So I loved that. Agreed. She calls her best friend. I just I'm got engaged. And she's, she knows she has a ring and she's supposed to be engaged. And Liz's like, I need to be engaged too. Yes. And yeah. she can't take it. So she runs to his office and asks him to marry her basically uh-huh. and says, I know you have a ring. What are you waiting on? In front of all of his colleagues yep. in like yoga pants. And so I wrote down like, ladies, don't be crazy. But then I wrote down, unless you're legit crazy. Because she has a meltdown. Yeah. And then he literally pulls it out of his pocket. He already had it. And, I was going to propose tonight. Tonight. And he was like, but that's, Liz is just being herself. Liv. She's just, yeah, Liv. Liz. <laughs> about Liz was not being herself. <laughs> well, so no, she, Liv Tyler, Aerosmith, yeah. that's also Liv. Oh, well. Liv Tyler is goals for me. I think she's so beautiful. <laughs> I do. Yeah. But can we talk about Kate Hudson too? Because I love her in almost any role I do. ever. I love her mom. Oh, Goldie Hawn. I love man. them. I love Kate Hudson in this role. I think she yeah. often gets typecast into this yes. because she's so excellent at yes. it. But yeah, I like totally believe her when she shows up in his office and is like, you need to propose to me right now. I know. I feel like that's very her. Yeah. Also, I wrote um, getting my hair done tomorrow and I'm quite possibly like the straight cut with the bangs. Yeah. You her look that she's rocking with the It's middle. everything. I literally wrote down, um, you yeah, did. I, um, bangs with a straight cut. Please do it. Love Except it. know that summer's coming and you'll kind of hate your life. Wait for the fall for the bangs. Yeah. Loving her. Uh, I love their relationship. Like she, I love that she bought her friend Dolce. Yeah. Like that's amazing. That shirt is amazing. Well, I think that comes from like, I, I have a, I have a best friend that I've known since that we've been really good friends since seventh grade, but that's the oldest friend I have. I can't imagine having a friend from like how they were like six years old. Yes, they were. So it's more like a sisterhood really. I mean, you kind of see that Liv does adopt Emma into her family in a lot of ways Yeah, and vice versa. Well, and it's very common that when you have a true best friend that you guys want very similar things because we end up like really liking the same thing. Yeah. That's, and that's perfectly normal. So, um, one thing that I thought was fantastic is when she called Liv Uh to tell her when Emma called Liv to tell her she was engaged after she's like, Oh, I'm engaged. I'm getting married. Uh The next conversation was diamond, diamond, color, color, cut princess. Like it was just, they broke it down. And I loved that. I was like, Oh my gosh, you know that that's literally, but like true thing. They had all the feels. Yeah. I felt it. They did very well on that for each other. It was so good. Um, then they told some friends, and I had I had to write this down and put it in as one of my favorite moments in the movie. The unhappy friend oh. in bed. One of my favorite <laughs> movies in the moment is Moments she's like giving away this ugly thing. She's putting it in a box, and she's like, this is going to go live with uh-huh. live now. Uh-huh. She looks at her sleeping husband. <laughs> He's asleep, and she says, you're annoying me. 
<laughs> I've never done that. Me either. No, wink, I... Wink, nudge, nudge. Listen, I have done that. Uh, just shortly after having a baby and having to breastfeed her in the middle of the night. He's just sitting there sleeping. You <laughs> could not imagine all of the words running through my mind that I could not say out loud. <laughs> well, I love that she just so nonchalantly was like, you annoy me. You're annoying me. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. So, okay. So Liv is crazy. She goes, she throws herself at him. He says, I know you're crazy. And he proposes. That might be the perfect proposal for her. Um, but ladies, if you are not crazy, please, don't crazy. please don't take their moment from them. They yeah. have one. Let them play it out. Cause I feel like you might end up regretting it later if you don't. Agree. Okay. He meets her with such grace yes. and love that he's like, I should have expected this. And I kind of did. Yes. And he lets That's her. That's why he had it on him. Yes. <laughs> lets her have that moment and he doesn't shame her for it. Mm-hmm. He's not like, I'm mad at you for nope. stealing this. He's like, I love you as you are. He said, I, w- I was hoping to do this my way, but then it wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't be marrying be. you uh-huh. and I, you wouldn't be yourself. So yep. I love that he obviously loves her through all of her flaws and yes, and loves her flaws. There's a lot of magic that happens when you love the crazy in somebody. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing these girls do is they go and they want to hire their dream planner that they've been in love with their whole life. Marion St. Clair. Yep. And they're walking in and they have magazines in their hand and I noticed the magazines were the knot. So I just Uh thought that was just something to mention. I thought it was interesting. Very interesting. I think it kind of reminded me that brides are like really obviously excited. It's their first time. They don't know where to go and that is a brand that's just been around. For a long time. So, you know, hey, they know what's up. Um, So one thing that, that... is it St. Clair? Marion St. Clair. St. Clair. She's like this idolized planner. The first thing she says is, you can call me dream catcher. <laughs> and I just, I was thinking that might be what you can call me too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, hope to, I wrote it down and I was like, you can call me dream <laughs> I hope to encounter you at a client meeting at some point and hear you say, I'm Charla, like you can call me dream catcher. <laughs> I think I'm like, hey Siri. Call me dream catcher. <laughs> I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. I'm just saying. I'm going to make some changes in my life. She is literally making changes <laughs> right now, guys. Call her dream catcher. What kills me about Marion, and it bothers me every time I watch this movie, is that scrolling screen of images behind her. This oh, like, yes. huge... <laughs> The easel of pictures, just and I'm like, this is so distracting. I'm like, not you. And like Frank, she had tables yeah, set up when they like walked Frank. in. So it's just, I get it and I don't get it, you know. But to me, she also has this air that we talked about in the very first episode of just like, I'm important. And of course, they essentially bow down at her yes, feet for because sure. they have idolized her for so yeah. long. So it's a little bit different than the aspect that we were dealing with in Father of the Bride. But I'm like, I feel like she lets her pride get in the way of doing a good job because they essentially end up with the same wedding date. Yeah. So you're right. They sit down. They both want June weddings at the plaza. There's three June dates left. Two of them are on June 6th and one is on June 27th or something. They're supposed to be one of each and move on. Some girl comes in for an appointment after them and they tell her there's only one June plaza left. So I guess June at the plaza is Is like a a real big deal. New Yorkers, if you're listening, tell us if that's actually real. Yeah. So they, uh, they decide to do the opposite times. Liv is going to get married on the 6th, which is her parents' anniversary. And Liv does not have her parents. Yeah. They both passed away. Right. And so, um, two things. I didn't have my dad at my second wedding, so I can get emotional about that. I cried. Um, But I cried because her Emma Mm -hmm. made it important. Emma, like, held her hand and was like, I I wish that you had your parents Mm -hmm. at this time and acknowledged it and gave her the freedom to have those feelings and that they're real and that they're okay. And so that was really cool. And then there's something else really cool that happened later at the end of the uh, movie. We'll We'll talk talk about about that in a minute. Yeah, I love... I think what I love about their, like, relationship is that there are so many moments before they lose their minds that, I mean, I guess they have permission to lose their minds against each other because they know everything's going to be okay. Like, I guess the amount to which you can be crazy sums up to the amount to which you already have trust. Yeah. Um, And they take full advantage. That's true. They certainly do. So, Miss Dreamcatcher herself (laughs) has them sign contracts and they are going to plan their weddings in 3.5 months. 
I'm just over here like, what are you thinking? Yeah, why would you do that to yourself? Marion, like, shouldn't you know? And like, why not get married next year? Ladies? Yeah. Well, I guess the next year, the next available time at the plaza was three years out. So. Oh, that's right. There was just like was some weird, extremely dramatic, ridiculous. Like, of course. by the way, guys, Fridays, great option. Fridays <laughs> are great wedding options. Which can we sidebar for just a second? Is anyone else, I would love to hear if it's just localized to Dallas, but we have a lot of brides that are like, you know what? I'm not going to get married in the fall or winter of 2019. Let's just wait for 2020 because it's a cooler date. Mm -hmm. So we're walking through that right now. Nobody's upset about that. I mean, I don't know know if I'll eat in October. Yeah, we want to take a whole season off, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to take off from October through February. It's fine. (laughs) Listen. You get married in 2019. It's cool. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. Just call me Dreamcatcher. It's not the same day as your best friend. Yeah. Call me Dreamcatcher. <laughs> I'm going to make you a Dreamcatcher. I'll catch your dreams in 2020. <laughs> yeah. No, I want to catch them also in 2019. So they're, okay, so they have three and a half months, which means obviously every waking moment that they're not working and that they're awake, they have to be doing something wedding related. So yep. from their planning appointment, they immediately go look at dresses and the yes. girls feel very differently about yes. what they want to do. Um, Emma wants to wear her mom's dress mm-hmm. and, uh, Liv wants Vera. Liv, Liv didn't necessarily want Vera, but Emma encouraged her to try it on. You That's right. guys, this that gown. Okay. So it's a, it's a. And typically, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to be, we're going to be real candid. We'll be candid. Okay? A strapless ball gown not is normally typically my favorite. like a sweetheart neck is not normally my favorite only because it's just been done so much. Yep. So when I haven't seen it for a minute, I do fall in love with it again, I will say. Yes. But this one was oh, different. Special. This was a sweetheart neck ball like gown, but it made like a, a dropped V. Mm. And so it went like it was high on the hip, but low on the lower belly. And like, then it flowed out and then it had a beautiful, like mauve velvet ribbon. uh, I, gore, I died. It was, I was like, she needs to buy that dress. Absolutely. And then, and then Emma was, Emma was in love with it too, but she had made the decision that she was going to wear her mom's gown. Uh She said she wanted to wear her mom's gown because she wanted to do something nice for her mom. Yeah. And, um, then she said that she felt like looking at other dresses made her feel like she was cheating Cheating on on her her mom's dress. Mm -hmm. So um, in an effort to just go ahead and jump ahead, by the way, um, when her mom sees her in her dress, cause she surprised her mom. She didn't even yeah. tell her her mom, her mom was like, yeah, it's beautiful. And that's great. But I would have wanted you to you do whatever you want it. Uh huh. I don't, I don't know if this is completely dead. I kind of loved that she wanted to wear her mom's gown and have like an ode to her mom. Yeah. And I do have to say her mom's gown was, was stunning and it was perfect for Emma. Yeah. Um, I agree. But girls do what you want. Don't. Don't, you can have a special moment with your parents that is completely about them and yeah. still be about you too. So, Well, and I feel like that was probably a dream she had when she was really little and just like never even mentioned it to her mom. But you also have to wonder, like, why didn't her mom ask her, like, baby, are we going to go try on dresses? You know, like she seemed a little bit disconnected yeah. from that whole experience as a whole. Yeah, well, and we only really saw her mom in that one moment anyway, so. Right. I don't know. Interesting, I thought, to I, I point agree. Out. If you want to wear your mom's dress, do it. But do but it because you want to, not because you want to do it for her. Well, and that becomes the whole, like, mantra for Emma throughout the entire wedding, is that, or the entire movie, is that she doesn't really think of herself no. first ever. Right. Exactly. She's always thinking of other people. Yep. And that is the, that's what we learn most about her. And that's kind of the, where we end up with her. I think that one thing I love about this movie is that it definitely puts a mirror in front of you. And when you are uh, planning a wedding, you have some true colors come out of yeah. yourself and yeah. a lot of people around you. So I'm glad that they shared some light on that. Uh-huh. Um, I also love that they both really did feel strongly about June at the Plaza. At least they had meaning and it was important to them and they were both okay with it. Yeah. I would rather photograph a wedding with a ton of meaning. Yes. Than without. Right. For sure. Amen. I can catch on. I can catch on to a dream. (laughs) As long as it's a good one. You know? (laughs) Not this like. Nice play on words. (laughs) To say my name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I agree. I agree that like. There's, there really is nothing better than a client who has a vision for something and they're excited about it. Yeah. It's not just something that happened to them. Yeah, like, do something for a reason. Yeah. It's just, you know. Agreed. Okay, so here's what, here's, here's what goes down, okay? Guys, Drama, they llama. lose their mind. And I, 
ah, I'm feeling different. Okay, so they get a call from the planner, and there's been a mix-up, and she accidentally booked them both for June 6th. So now there's a huge dilemma, and they've decided, as best friends, that they're not going to move forward until one of them decides to either move their date uh-huh. or venue. Yep. So um, they're basically at a standstill, and let's not forget, this is 3.5 months away. And it's the dream. It's the dream. It's not just any other place. Neither one of them really want to let this dream go. They've been dreaming about June at the Plaza longer than they've been dreaming about a husband. So Right. But... Um, Ultimately, shit hits the fan when um, a man misquotes a woman. Shocking. I know. It's shocking. (laughs) It happens, and it can be detrimental, and here's how it goes down. So, so, I don't know. The men are talking. The men that are going to be getting married to the ladies. The fiancés. Yes, the fiancés. And Liv's fiance is like, I don't know, she's making me look at save the dates or some crap. Uh-huh. And he's like, why are we looking at save the dates if, if we, we don't, don't know, know the date? date? She says, we can pick which one we like so that when we know the date, we already know which one we want. This uh-huh. is Liv. Yeah. So Liv is, yes, looking at save the dates. Preemptive, but, preemptive, but not malicious. Like you preemptively look at anything. Yeah. Dudes being dudes. <laughs> don't get all the facts. Don't get all the facts. And he's like, I don't know, she's making me look at these save the dates. Uh-huh. So then... Emma's fiance is like, well, they're looking at save the dates. And Emma, that's the breaking point for Emma. Emma realizes she does everything for everyone. Betrayal. And it's going to be expected that she is the one who's going to have to change her Mm -hmm. video or date. And she's like, that's it. I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. But in reality, what she thought was happening wasn't happening. So literally the biggest issue in this movie is that when you think something's happening, you do not make assumptions with it when it's your best friend. You pick up the no. freaking phone. Well, you I pick up like, the phone and you say, seriously, you just got to save the dates? I thought we were on the same page. And, like, and then she no. can be like, oh, no, I'm just looking. You're being crazy. But instead, they Assuming did, they did hashtag the girl thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, let's revisit that. And just that. freaked out. So, um, <laughs> so they're having a joint wedding shower. Which, why? First, yeah, okay. So why are you willing to have a joint wedding shower but not a joint wedding? Not a joint wedding. wedding. So the guys come up with this brilliant idea. They're like, why don't we just have a double wedding? And I don't know how I feel. I feel like I wouldn't want to share. And that's that's what they say. Like, we share everything. I don't want to share this. But if that's the easiest solution and all of your family and friends are the same, why don't you stagger it? Yeah. And have one ginormous party. That could be pretty cool. Like, if you want the same thing anyways, that's one way There's to make it triplets. different and unique. Yeah. There's some triplets or sisters that did that, and I was like, this is going to be weird. But I did the research like any good stalker does, and each wedding was individually beautiful. They did yeah. three different ceremonies, one huge party. They changed out of their wedding dress into bridesmaid dresses mm-hmm. for each other. Like, talk about a crazy day. I'm yeah. sure that photographer had a whole lot on their plate. But it was executed well. I don't know my feelings. I don't know. I really don't know what I would do or advise my own daughter to do in that situation. Absolutely indifferent for sure. I would struggle. But I will say I was proud of Emma that she got a backbone and she was like, no, I'm not backing down. So what does she do? Here, listen, don't make permanent decisions based on temporary emotions. Mm. Always a bad idea. Always a bad idea. But here's what she did. Temporarily very upset. Sends out an email. I'm getting getting married to six at the plaza. (laughs) (laughs) So that's her save the date. In the most unplaza bride-like fashion. Also, side note, Liv, what save the date are you sending out in three and a half months? You don't have time for save the the date. date. We're going straight to invitation. invitation. You should have sent an email too, girl. (laughs) So Uh, they show up to this joint bridal shower, and that's when they figure out that neither one of them are budging. Yep. And it's not going to be cute. And they have words. And it was kind of my favorite. She was like, your wedding can suck. (laughs) And she's like, oh, your wedding. (laughs) And we couldn't say anything, but she did manage to mention uh, Liv's Heine back end. So that was pretty good. It was pretty good. It's a good slam. So Basically, just like with any best friend or sister, war is officially on. On. It's on, on. like Donkey Kong. Anything they can do to get at each other. And it's like thinking of all the things you like could never actually do but wanted yeah, to. Yeah, for real. But they did them. They did them. What was your What was your favorite moment of revenge? Because, I mean, there's so many. I don't think we can talk about all of them. I mean, I love, I love sugar. If you know me, I know that I love sugar. Yes. And if you 
also know me. You know that I'm in the gym five days a week. You know that I uh-huh. want to be strong. She and, earns the sugar. Yeah, I want to look and feel, mostly feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And if you sent me sugar every day, I would eat it. She would eat it. I would Absolutely. eat it and I wouldn't fit into my dress. And I thought that Those that cookie was, bouquets. Oh my God, I thought. And sending huh? them from the fiance, I thought that that was freaking brilliant. Brilliant. And that is sadistic. And thinking. there was also still joy to be had during the sadism. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. That was that one. And then what did she do to Emma? Um, that I also well, she turned her good. orange. She turned her hair blue. I was not okay with anything that had to do with the actual wedding. No, no, yeah. absolutely not. Emma's performance at the bachelorette party. <laughs> I live and die for that moment. There. I have no idea. She had moves. No, me either. But then, of course, we see them in real life yeah. with um, lip sync battle. Yes. But she has moves. She has legit moves. And I feel like that was, it was very much a like, look at me moment for her. But it was a, the perfect dig against Liv without being too vicious, in, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But yeah, whenever they got into things for the wedding, I... Uh, that's, that's a line. It was not okay. Which she did realize was a line and tried to fix. And couldn't. Quickly before we go too far. Side note. Bachelorette party. Liv has blue hair, so she wears a pink wig. Wig. Oh my gosh, she looks so good I with know. pink hair. Because she's so freaking beautiful. Yeah, it was good. I think you could put her in any anything and she could wear it. I did decide that probably all major problems should be solved. If not, for Paper, Rock, Scissors, Best 2 out of 3, then probably a dance-off. I would lose every argument. <laughs> Ever. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> so those rules do not stand. I'm just saying their dance off was, was good. Epic. It, it was, was good. so so good. Now in my wildest dreams, would I love to have a dance off with my best friend to solve an argument? Oh yeah. <laughs> but it would be incredibly embarrassing. Um, I had to take note that there are some songs when you're watching older movies that remind you, again, we talked about this a little mm-hmm. bit uh, of a moment in time, but I could not get enough. I feel like I always have to pick a song and I meant to talk about it in Father of the Ride. I just now realized that I forgot. Well, I guess we talked about the what's new pussycat. Yeah, okay. we saying you guys freaking we pump up the jam by Techtronics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a place to stay. Get your booty yeah, on the floor tonight. Make my day. <laughs> Make my day. It's a good. That was good too one. good for me. That was during their dance off. So I mean, just make it, my day. It made. It <laughs> literally made your day. Okay, so they they decide neither one of them's backing down. It looks like they are both getting married on June sixth at the plaza. And so, well, they, wait, we didn't even say it. Oh, you do not change Vera to fit you. No, you change yourself to fit Vera. Yeah, which is a real problem with the sugar. Yes. So we didn't talk about what eventually happened. Yes. She, Kate, Liv, gets too big for her Vera wedding dress. So yeah. I, that's like my favorite quote from the entire day. Because I'm like, you do not alter Vera to fit you. You fit yourself. Wait, you alter yourself to Whatever fit it is. Yeah. They know. It's whatever it is, it's wrong. <laughs> it's what it is. Um, you absolutely but, you know. alter your wedding dress, people. Yes. So they are going to the plaza. And the plaza, like many venues, does more than one wedding a day. Mm-hmm. And they're very different looks. Yeah. Very so different. Emma gets like a, a red and wooden ballroom that's very classic, uh-huh. which I think is fitting of Emma. Yeah. Okay. And then Liz gets one that's like cream with gold outlines and very Parisian. Which is very her. And it had not lots of natural light. And I was That would be dead. my preference. I was so obsessed. Mm-hmm. I was like, sorry, Emma. I feel like you're getting a lot of the shaft on this one. Yeah. Um, but Emma loved it. She was very happy. And I think that it fit her dress better but yeah, I agree you know okay a few things that I wanted to spend a little time on and I don't know if this is the right time but whatever Go for um, it. is that the, ultimately the issue here is that they can't they're not just communicating yes. and they're allowing comparison to steal their joy mm. and this is so com- comparison is the thief of joy and we actually as entrepreneurs and and small business owners wedding photographers being in the wedding industry is this is something we actually talk about a lot and a lot of times we just talk about it on the surface and i know we're just talking about a wedding movie here but i think that this movie talks it covers things that are very real today like weddings become competitive it can ruin friendships people are trying to have these Instagram weddings and it's all about social media and one-upping and trying to, you know, be better than the next person. And at the end of the day, they lost joy on their wedding day because they were comparing and they couldn't just have a conversation. Right. So I think that there is this 
thing that happens to people when they're getting married where they just need to stay focused on what it's all about. Yeah. And I mean, we do have a happy ending here, but I had to say like brides, if, if you're listening, hopefully some brides listen to yeah, this. I think That'd so. be cool. If you do, if you're a bride and you're listening, like please tell us on our Instagram so that we know, let us know. We would, we really hope that you are. Um, anyway, that being said, like brides, please just remember that like, it's about you getting married and building a new life. And of course you want to feel beautiful and you want it to look beautiful yeah. and all of those things, but don't ruin friendships. And so you were saying you had a friend that ended up having to get married at the same venue. That friend, we had dinner mm-hmm. in a group and she told me her story and mm-hmm. they, they don't talk. Yeah. Losing a friendship forever over a wedding is literally the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. So I, I have lost a friendship over a wedding. Mm-hmm. I know talk. you have. And we all, I think we all have. I think yeah. we all kind of talked about losing well, a friendship over a wedding. Yeah. And it happens all of us and it's pathetic. Yeah, it's awful. It's, it's really, it's quite ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I just, I had to touch on the fact that comparison was ruining everything and one very simple conversation. Yeah, well, I think this will tie back into like our villain conversation yeah. for sure. So we'll, I think we'll touch back. Yeah. One thing I did like that I wanted to point out was um, Emma got ready alone. Yeah. And then people came in. And so she was like super calm and de-stressed, whereas uh, Liv did the opposite. So Bride's another thing to really think about. How many people are in that room can get chaotic quickly. As somebody who didn't get to have their father walk them down the aisle the second time, these girls are not speaking. Yeah. They are at legit war. They're losing their minds. They are not happy. And they're getting married. Family. Right. They're family. They're getting married. Her dad, Emma's dad, who is going to get to walk his daughter down the aisle, goes to Liv Mm -hmm. and says, I wanted to have a word with you. He tells her what a beautiful bride she is. Um, And then tells her that he knows that his friends, which were her family, would be so proud. And he just goes out of his way to take a moment to really, really be there for her. Yeah, which is so beautiful. (laughs) I'm totally crying. She's crying again, guys. It's okay. It was so, like, as somebody who didn't get to have her dad walk her down the aisle like it was so cool to see that he knew that they were gonna probably make up and that despite how they were feeling about each other he would take that moment and I thought that was really beautiful I just think it's I think it's just proof that even in like the craziest storms the best people will still have moments of humanity Mm -hmm. and they'll still be looking out for each other and I love that they chose to make that part of the movie because they could have decided to not cut it do anything like that but I also think that it shows so much that like really healthy relationships that can last that long like they do come from a place where the entire like community as a whole is helping that relationship stay steady and stay true and so I think that it takes a village to have a family whether that's your chosen one your friends or the ones that you're born into and I love that they decided to let that let there be a moment of like true beautiful restorative humanity in that movie yeah I think it was beautiful I loved it I really that was a big thing for me another big thing I think was like like getting engaged really is a make or break point I know it should be before that yeah but I think Emma was learning that she is a pushover and always has been and was finding her voice and realizing this was the moment for her to be who she wants to be and Liv who had to grow up a lot sooner probably because of her parents and and the things that happened during her childhood this was Liv's chance to have that ease that Emma had already had right and Emma's chance to really grow so what ends up happening Right before they both walk down the aisle, they see each other. And it's such a beautiful moment because they look at each other and it's the first time they've seen each other face to face since anything happened. And they look at each other with love in their eyes. Yeah. And you're like, see, it's immediately just melt. Immediate melt. Yeah. Personal story. I had a best friend of 13 years Mm -hmm. and we are not friends now. And it wasn't because of a wedding, but we both have had weddings since. And I never, ever, ever thought you wouldn't be on each other's wedding. That I would not watch her walk down that aisle yeah. or that she would not be next to me when I got married. Same. And so that moment when they look at each other and they felt nothing but melt, like I bawled my eyes out because yeah. I, I haven't spoken to that girl in a decade and I still miss her. Yeah. And if for some reason she ever listened to this, she would know exactly who she is. We can't I be can friends. the exact same yeah. thing. Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. We can't be friends, unfortunately. I wish that we could. Yeah, y'all's situation's a little different. I still absolutely love her, and so I felt all the feels for that, and I love that they put that in there. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, the end of the movie would have been trash without a moment like that. Yeah. I mean, it could have been incredibly realistic, like yeah. whenever you end a movie and you're like, well, that didn't go how I wanted it to. <laughs> that's, but that's real life, you know? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think that was beautiful. She ends up walking her back down the aisle, correct? Am I misremembering that? No, um, Liv has a video of Emma drunk dancing Uh play as she's walking down the aisle. And she screams. Tackles her. And then runs to the other ballroom and tackles her. And they have a full-on fight. I didn't hate it. I felt like every best friend needs that moment. Not the best timing, maybe. Also, I loved this scream. Women, people, listen. Have your moment. Who doesn't want to scream? Have you ever wondered how loud you can scream or what it feels like to exert that much oxygen out of your lungs at one time? It feels amazing. You grab a pillow, you freaking scream into it, tell me that you didn't feel good. We have to do I love you, man, because... (laughs) Sydney literally goes under the bridge and just screams. Yes. I love him. I have had a moment in life where I just screamed as loud as I could. I also then started running very quickly afterwards, and that's how I became a runner. Hey, that worked out well for you. uh, It was complete desperation, really. Um, I mean, I think they showed us the good, the bad, and the ugly and the most visceral points Mm -hmm. of, you know, just being a woman. Really, yeah. I mean, walking you through like betrayal and yeah. walking you through forgiveness. And I, I mean, think that it was great. It, 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 listeners, you guys, t- think of the person that you could not imagine getting married without, and then and then understand that like something could happen where you're not talking to that person. And don't let it be over having a minor conversation that you don't have the cojones to just have because you're just going to look each other in the eye eventually and melt. Right. So don't waste your time. But that being said. Um, Chris Pratt bummed me out. I was a little bummed I know. Out. He ends up being a little turd. He ends up... Here's what happens. They get into a fight, first of all. Right. It's a very normal fight. One, it's a normal fight, but, I mean, everything is heightened yes. because she's living and crazy without her best friend. And sticking up for herself for the first time in her life. Yes. Yep. I'm talking about Emma, by the way, because yes. Emma's with Chris. Sorry. So... So, Chris and Emma get in this argument, like, right before the wedding, and he says, I don't even know who you are. She doesn't really either. Yeah, and but you know what? Like, do She's, we ever really know who we are? Not who really. are you? And so this this little fight, which seems basic, he gets overly upset. She sticks up for herself. He's not used to it, and it becomes this over dramatized little argument. Yeah. Um, so then she's walking down the aisle. They haven't really worked through this little argument. Mind you, they've been dating for 10 years, I think, and it's always been very time. easy and calm. Well, yeah, because she will always put everyone else above yes. herself. Right. So the first time he gets any pushback about being number it's one. right before the wedding. Yes. Yeah. And it, they don't resolve before the ceremony. So naturally, he's not particularly pleased when she screams mid-aisle and turns around and <laughs> tackles Liv and they have a full-on fight. Uh-huh. He just stands there in judgment. Right. When everybody else kind of stands there. I mean, I would be heartbroken yeah. to see two of my friends. But then but then they kind of make up in that moment. Right. And you would do. If he really loved them, he would have been over the moon that they worked that out and that they right. now can just but get married he and just stays stuck on her animalistic, visceral yeah. reaction. Mm-hmm. He can't believe that the woman he loves would act that way. And right. I'm like... Hell yeah, she gets to act that yeah, way. Even she what she's been through. Did just remember, just a side note, like those of you that are engaged or married or any of the Anything. above, just remember, you're not going to be the same person forever. You're going to yeah. grow and you're going to change and you're not always going to like your spouse, but you're always going to love them. You might right. not always be in love with them, but you're always going to love them. Same with any family member. Shoot, I'm not going to lie. Same with your kids, guys. Yeah. You know, not with your dogs though. Totally different. Dogs are different. Different. But <laughs> like, you need to love them through whatever... They, yeah. you know, morph into you. Just you. Anyway, you just can have be, to. You can be there. You don't have to not. He be there. chooses not to. He chooses not to. So actually, they don't get married on the same day because yeah. Emma doesn't get married. Yep. Chris bums me out and says no thanks, and then she rewalks Lib's Liv down, down the aisle. aisle. One of my favorite moments, you guys, is Liv. Emma rips a sleeve on her dress, uh-huh. and. <laughs> And Liv's sweetheart gown is crooked. The it's last like, several scenes of the wedding is complete. And all I want to do is just go there like, side and shimmy and slide it. And, <laughs> oh, man. I couldn't handle it. But it was, um, I think, a really beautiful moment during the rewalking her down the aisle because it reminded me that like true love is not just about your husband or who you're marrying, but it's also about your best friend and your soulmate. Right. And I think it's always a nice reminder when Disney's new movies or even this one for the age that it came out to remind women that like true love is not about Prince Charming. 
Right. True love is about being true to yourself, loving yourself, um, loving your team. And that includes your best friend and your parents and your family and who you choose to spend your life with. So I think that it was really fun. I love um, this movie. I, I, I rewatch it and oh, all the time. I'm kind of like mad that Devil, like Devil Wears Prada, doesn't have a wedding in it because this has Devil Wears Prada vibes for me. Like it's I can rewatch it over and over. Movies. I love that movie. We so can't much. talk about that one. I know. Okay. I know. It's off limits. <sighs> well, so let's do. Loved yes. it. And hated it. Loved it and hated it. Okay, you go first. Loved it. Well, unabashedly, we've already talked about it. Liv's dress. Yeah, the beer again. It's my. It's my love it, and mm-hmm. it always will be for this movie. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite. And we already talked about it, and that's all that needs to be said. For me, it's the ballroom. I And I can't believe I'm saying this, but, like, that ballroom and its Parisian feels and yes. her florals. Like, We're amazing. Basically, no offense, Emma, it's probably good you didn't go ahead and get married because your wedding, compared to Liv's, just was, was not, not the Liv same. Liv got the better end of the deal. Um, so Liv's wedding in general. The ballroom, the gown, uh, her hair, um, the flowers. I didn't like either one of their bouquets, but everything else, it was, was so good. was gold. Yeah, it really was. Okay, what's your hated it? I did not like Emma's hair. Mm. It just looked dated to me, mm-hmm. and I didn't like the little things they had stuck in it. I I just I guess I'm pretty picky about bridal hair. Yeah. I'm like you're spending most of the day inside and you have beautiful hair. I would probably would have loved to see both of their hair down. Yeah. But Kate did that cute little bun or whatever, so right. that's fine, I guess. I I'm pretty picky about bridal hair. And I just think I love Anne's hair and it was up and I didn't like it. Yeah. But that's a little harsh. She still looked beautiful. She did look beautiful. She, she really did. And anything. I loved her dress. I do. I think they were both fitting Same. to their venue, which you're never going to hear us stop talking about. It's really valuable that things make sense and look yes. good together. Um, hated it. Emma had red chairs, you guys. Red. She did have red chairs. chairs. No. No. Never. <laughs> no. Like chose them. Yes. Chose red chairs. Not these are available to the venue. and You can't afford to rent other things. Who chose red chairs? I'm going to go as far as to say, guys, if you... No. Still no to red chairs. If you have a venue that only has red chairs, you're going to have to find the money for some new ones. Still no. Even if your color's red, that's fine. Have a red wedding, you know, but not Not red chairs. No. No. And we have already... We've gone at length to talk about the color red at weddings and how it can be amazing. Yeah. Go back and listen to episode two. Oh, there's one thing I did forget to talk about a little bit is... So, obviously, the girls have been best friends since they were, like, six... And the um, Lib's brother, who's basically all the family she has left, just like Emma's dad took a moment to go see Liv, Liz's brother goes and takes a moment to, like, represent Liv's side of the family to Emma. Like, hey, you look beautiful. It's Mm going to be okay. Well, and she's always kind of had a little bit of a thing with, like, Mm -hmm. for him, too. Well, I mean, it's your best friend's brother. I think there's always some kind of... He is pretty cute. I mean, he's no Chris Pratt, but... (laughs) (laughs) Continue your Chris Pratt back then wasn't Chris Pratt, so... No. Um, But, yeah, that was it. I just wanted to mention that, like, he He took that time. He did a thing. Both of their families cared about each other, so they were each other's true love. I thought that was... Yeah, they end up together. So that's... Yeah, they actually... So she doesn't marry Chris Pratt. They they pan to one year later. She just eloped and married her best friend's brother. Yeah. And they even seem to have a good chemistry where she just got to be whoever she was in that moment. And he's yeah. going to be okay with that. And he's known her since she was six, which means he's seen just her development and loved her through it. All of it. So they totally eloped and got married. And it was which amazing. Is awesome. And it wasn't the plaza at June. No. Because that's not what mattered. It's not It's what the mattered. marriage. And it's mm-hmm. nice that Liv didn't get to have her, her parents on her wedding day, but she did get to have a man who truly loved her. Yeah. So. And a brother who really loved her. Yeah. And then magical. they're both not drinking alcohol <laughs> at the same time. Because they might be pregnant. I'm not going to lie. I don't think it would be fun to get married at the same time as your friend, but I think it would be hella fun to to have the same same due date. That'd be cute. My best friend, her daughter's five days younger than Emmy, and I didn't, we didn't know each other when we were pregnant, Mm. but we met when they were like a year old, and it's fun to have kids at the same age. Yeah. Nothing, I I wouldn't know anything about any of that. (laughs) I went young, and I'm ahead of the game in some ways, and way behind on others. I forgot she had red chairs. Right. I just want to change my hate of it. That's, that's like such a betrayal. It was not. I I was so I almost cried. It was <laughs> the dream catcher in me died. I don't know. <laughs> Here's my thing, Marion St. Clair. Did you catch that dream? No, you didn't. I think you fumbled that. Yeah, dream. big time. And I put that on Marion. I feel like you know. Okay, so I think it's time to talk about our maid of honor. Maid of honor for me. God. Oh. 
I don't know. They're all so horrible to each other. I think I would probably do Liv's brother. Me too! Yeah, okay. Yeah, for sure. Maid of Honor is Liv's brother. For um, the reasons we just talked about. Yep. He's steady. Yep. And I really like Liv's fiance too. I don't remember his name, but... He was a great dude. He's a good dude. Those were some two good dudes. It's nice to have more than one male in a movie about women. Yeah. Them being the that hero. Had a good hero present, yes. Yeah. Yeah, those were my maid, that was my maid of honor, hands down. Agreed. No question. Um, okay, so if you're a new listener, maybe you don't know this, but we say our villain at the same time. We don't discuss each other's maid of honor and villain. Yeah. So this is always a surprise. So, um, uh, okay. One, two, three. Um, but I'm like super still torn about who my villain is because there's so many. Well, you better pick by the time I get to three. <sighs> okay, go. One, two, Three. Sinclair. The girl who wouldn't change her date. Yes. <laughs> I, and I agree. But, so, so the bride that wouldn't change her date is definitely the villain. But then Sinclair should have solved it. Sinclair absolutely she, should have She should have very it. easily been able to offer that bride something special to get her to change her date and taking care of her clients. Agreed. So. I think that they, I think they share equal faults. Yeah. Because... I'm like, it's not like you've put any planning into that date already. Like, we, this, this just happened. Yeah, and you're registering for your wedding alone. Right. So should you be getting married? Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm like, it's not like you're months into planning. Like, how much did you actually get done in those, like, what, 12 hours that yeah. ensued? But, yeah, I think equal, equal blame. Mm-hmm. I just think that that girl is a horrible human. She was so unfeeling and yes. so unkind and I don't like her. It's true. And I just, I just, I don't, I yeah. don't like her. But then from a professional perspective, absolutely. Like that isn't Marie St. Mary and St. Clair's fault. Yes. Like, it was. That's on you. Yes. You should have solved it. Yeah. The whole reason this entire movie happened, it wouldn't have happened without Mary and St. Mm-hmm. Clair. And I just think whenever you, especially if you're idolized like that, mm-hmm. To me, that would have tarnished my Yeah, you're going to be... You would have been... Hor- well, okay, again, you know this is pre-social media. Right. Because she would have made it right because she would have been horrified to get... A review. A bad review. Uh-huh. Or a tweet. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, she she would have solved it if it was today. I agree. Um, I also almost said Chris because I just don't think men yeah. are trying to hold women down. They're villains. Well, and you almost wonder if he loved... Emma where she was at. He said that he loved Emma 10 years ago. Right. Okay. So if he loved Emma in the now, maybe she would have had someone walking alongside her and the war wouldn't have gone on as long exactly. as it did. Because she is a little bit... She would have been reminded what it was about. Yes. Where Liv is, I think, kind of that rabid dog mentality. That's the same reason she got her proposal that she did. We know that that's going to be harder for her to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but Emma is like the truth seeker. She's mm-hmm. She's the helper, and she didn't have anyone yeah. to remind her of who she was. Yeah, because that so. was probably usually Liv. And yeah. Liv knew exactly who she was, so she did not have a hard time with that. Yeah. So I think there's also, you know, when you know exactly who you are, your wedding is going to be exactly what you want. And when you're not sure, then that's when you're going to have a lot of yeah. anxiety and stress. I also almost chose both the girls as the villain because oh, absolutely. when you can let material things become more important than people. Than but that's you. what society tells us we're yeah. supposed to care about. Yeah. I mean, everything, especially But, I mean, how often do you do what society tells you to do? Probably a little too often. Mm-hmm. How much of our life is actually, if you got to, like, go through every second of every day yeah. and say, was that for me or was that because I felt pressured to do something, True. then, I mean... I don't know. I think we live a lot of our lives underneath the shadow of expectation of someone else. But especially now with social media, like remake Bride Wars yeah. today. Oh, I know. And would that be, would be so hard to It watch. would be the Instagram and the stories and the, of each other being mad at each other. How awkward would it be for all of the friends of those people? <sighs> it would be rough. Social it media. Horrible. I'm telling you. Well, the attacks, I think, yeah. would have been way more personal. I think yep. they all would have looked a whole lot more like the video walking down the aisle mm-hmm. than I'm going to turn my best friend's hair blue. Ugh. I just think... That was it, genius. Ugh, it was genius. I think I'm Liv. If you I were to be one of them, I think I'd be a Liv. I was always kind of a rebel. Yeah. Um, plus, I just want to wear that Vera gown, so... <laughs> Me too, man. Who doesn't want to wear that Vera gown? But... Yeah, I mean, I think that the whole movie is full of villains, and that's why it's so fun to watch, because it's like, I could never imagine myself acting this way. No. But, (laughs) I mean, wedding wedding stuff made me a little crazy. I mean, believe me, I get probably, 
I get reminded of the friendship that failed because of my wedding pretty often. And it makes you be really introspective to see like, what could I have done different? And there are things that I maybe cared about a little too much. Yeah. I mean, the fault is very, very evenly shared. But, I mean, anytime you lose someone important to you, you have to think through things. And it's like, I, especially planning a wedding as a wedding professional, the pressure for things to be perfect and all of these things weighed so much on me. So much so, in fact, that my opinion was not... Mm-hmm really anything yeah I think I felt so much pressure for it to be perfect that I was like I I feel I felt almost paralyzed yeah planning my wedding um so yeah I mean I feel for both of them really viscerally and I think you do too yeah I mean obviously I can be emotional like Emma yeah so I mean it's it's two part but I am really happy with the way that it ended I'm glad that it wasn't all sunshines and rainbow for everybody and that it was very real real and I would be terrified to see it today with social media I really would I think it would be be terrible so reminder ladies like it's about your true love which is more than your you know fiance and your groom and um social media is a place where we should totally be more human and less romanticizing of all things beauty yeah um, and wedding professionals if you mess up own it yeah and fix, fix it, it because it could we're work. only human i mean right and like in this far-fetched scenario it almost ruined a friendship a, a friendship a family yeah 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 well so. you guys it's been fun Send us the movies you would most like mm-hmm. to, to hear us do or television. Yeah. And television. Television. Tell one. Tell them. <laughs> and we also would like for you guys to start emailing us your um, your favorite wedding experience stories. Yes. Uh, we want to hear all the crazy, weird, and also really sweet things that you've encountered during weddings. Yeah. Uh, this could be from your cousin's wedding or a favorite client or mm-hmm. a crazy client. Or your own wedding. Or your own. So yeah, anybody, whether you're a bride, a guest, or a vendor, we want to hear the wildest thing and the most awesome thing. Good, bad, and ugly. Send it our way. Follow us on Instagram and uh, send us your favorite movies. Or shoot, maybe even tell us who you feel like you are in a movie. Yeah. That has a wedding in it, obviously. (laughs) Otherwise, we can't talk about it. Just someone random. (laughs) Yeah, let us know your thoughts. Thanks for joining us on the Wedding Crashers podcast. And don't forget rule number one. Never leave a crasher behind. Bye.